Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Enlightened Mike Podcast, uh, episode four, possibly five. Who's to say? My name's Tim. Um, this is Old Home. You may. <laughs> this. <laughs> my name's Tim. Uh, this is Natan. You may recognize him as the greatest Oldham player of all time. You can tell him that I said it. And uh, you may recognize him uh, from our last podcast that we did. Um, and he's won some more stuff. And uh, we're going to do a little bit of a tournament report situation. We're going to talk a little bit more about uh, uprising meta post Stubby Hammer's ban. Um, and we're going to have a good time. Natan, how are you doing? Uh, I'm doing great. Uh, just chilling today. I was... Um fixing up the deck box that uh, I think <laughs> a lot of people saw me carrying around in the last uh, battle hardened. I made a little deck box out of uh, a mouse that I bought and uh, I want to make it look better and be more sturdy. So that's what I've been doing today. Is there duct tape involved? There is duct tape involved. Hell yeah. When I was a kid, <laughs> I used to make all sorts of like duct tape wallets and um, I think it mostly just wallets. I didn't have enough skill to make anything else, but yeah, many nice. many wallets were made and many rolls of duct tape. Um, yeah, and I'll, I'll probably honestly like I I took a bunch of videos from. I'll probably just like put that at the end of the 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 YouTube video, just kind of clipped up, and uh, that'll be some incentive to watch on YouTube as well as so listen on Spotify or iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Just Spotify yeah. and iTunes though, because <laughs> um, yeah, so cool. Let's just let's dive in. Um, so. Uh, this last weekend, we both went to the Battle Hard in Portland, which is uh, mm-hmm. which is kind of a big deal. There were like eighty something players there. Eighty uh, something. I don't, yeah. yeah, I don't know the exact number. It's a really cool venue too. Uh, it was like in the bottom of a hotel, and it was like there was like a food court. Like it was different than what, what different than the ProQuest we went to. Um, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, I mean, so how did you feel kind of going into the tournaments? How do you feel about the meta? How do you feel about hero? Um, you know, that just general, general kind of stuff like that. Uh, so before I went to the tournament, I was a little bit worried about the meta. I knew that sort of the the talk of the town was how guardians are going to be really strong, and because of that, a lot of the people on our team, and I assume a lot of people in general, were thinking, "Oh, let's play Prism," because obviously Prism eats up all the guardians. And so knowing that there's probably going to be a lot of prisms was a little scary. And I think also Ultim is a little bit unfavored into Bravo. And so I was also worried about seeing a lot of Bravo. And then I don't think I'm really that favored into other Ultim. I think, you know, the mirror, it's probably even. And so if there's a lot of those decks, I felt like I'm not very likely to do well. Um, And so I was... I was hoping for top eight, but I felt like I can't really count on that uh, going into the tournament. Yeah. I mean, yeah. And I I mean, spoiler alert, you made top eight with a really great record, too. I think you had one loss on the day, and it was yeah. to a dash. dash. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we'll, we'll get into that a little bit more. But yeah, really, really excellent stuff. Uh, I came over and peeked at some, your game a couple of times, and tight, tight play as always. Um, Thank you. So what I mean, so so a couple things, um, you and uh, you know you because I, I played I played Prism and so did one other maybe no just one other person on on our team. There were eleven Prisms there on the day, including me and him. Um, okay. And so you had there were a lot of Guardians there too, as far as I know. Probably about the same amount of Guardians, but 
I saw at least four or five running around the room. So so going into the field of prisms, were you just hoping to dodge or did you have a plan going into them with Oldham that made you feel confident? I definitely didn't feel confident. <laughs> uh, I did have a plan, which was to try and race them. Mm-hmm. I think that's sort of the only plan you could have if you're hoping to win is Oldham. You definitely can't outlast them. They're going to build up too many auras and then mm-hmm. they'll poke you to death. Um. But I was just hoping to dodge, basically. I felt like I have maybe a 10% win rate into Prism, something like that. So whenever I match up into a Prism, I just expect to lose. And if I win, that's a really awesome, nice surprise. But that pretty rarely happens. Right. Um, And, okay, yeah, and so... Uh, I mean, let's just let's just dive in because I, I want to hear more about your. Oh wait, actually, sorry, one other question. Uh, you said that you felt like Brava was unfavored for Ultim. Uh, mm-hmm. just the quick hits. Uh, why do you feel that way? Um, I think Bravo's weapon is better than Ultim's. Uh, Anathos mm-hmm. can attack with just one card in hand, whereas Sledge cannot, at least without Tuna Counter. Mm-hmm. And I think Bravo's ability is very good in the matchup to force through these big crush attacks, especially crippling crush, obviously. And it forces Ultim to have the right response ready at the right time. Mm-hmm. And so my build had a good amount of defense reactions. I played three blue staunch, two red staunch, three oasis mm-hmm. respite, all hoping to just like be able to cover up the damage from cripple and crush yeah oasis respite is i i was looking at my deck list as, and this this is a prism so it's a little bit different but um that's i actually i didn't play any copies um which i'll get into later why that was a mistake but like i it looked every time i saw somebody playing it it looked really good and yeah i regret not playing it i don't know if i like it in bravo like some people are playing but um still I mean, still just a really powerhouse card. All right, cool. Definitely, <clears throat> definitely really good in old him because you ha- you yes. want to pitch on your opponent's turn anyway. So Absolutely. it's sort of a freebie. And that's, I mean, that's where I was at with Prism too. Is like I, there were so many times where I would just like block with footsteps or you know, mm. or or with my Iron Hide or or I mean, I guess well anyway. Uh, and I just had like one resource floating, and it's just like mm-hmm. it would have been nice to gain a life and block four damage, but. Um, so yeah, I figured we could jump into, I've got my life pad, you've got your life pad. Uh, we're going to yes. go back and do kind of this uh, you know, tournament report style. Um, so yeah, how was your round one? Who did you play and how did it go? So I played uh, Viserai and it went pretty well. Um, I think Aldem is just pretty favored into Viserai um, by default. I assume there's stuff you can do in terms of the Vestri build to make it a little bit better. And like there's small adjustments you can make to the old him build to change the matchup a bit. My build plays uh, 39 blues. I used mm-hmm. to play 36. And part of the reason I went up to 39 is to just be a little bit more consistent with having multiple blues on their uh, revel with rune blood, revel, revel in rune blood. Oh yeah. Uh, turns. Um, for the most part, sort of even-ish. I, I think he took a little bit of damage in the beginning, which doesn't really matter. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he hit me really hard, and you know he built up Prune Chance, and I took a bunch of damage. 
Uh, and at the very end, I was down to three life, and he swung with Rosetta. I had a resource floating. So after paying for one arcane, it was still three damage coming in. And I just looked at my hand, and I had Fused Oaken. So I blocked with Tunic, went down to one, and that was the the attack to end the game. I was a little bit worried about time in that game. Uh, we were very close to running out, so mm-hmm. I figured it's safer to just uh, go for the kill there. Yeah, and I... So a quick comment on that one is that like uh, our friends had finished up, and I had finished up, and we walked over, and you were... I think you were one of the last like three matches, and yeah. um, I like leaned over to somebody, and I was like, I'm pretty sure this Viscera is just like on a stack of blues and like should probably concede... But like uh, some like some people don't like that doesn't occur to them or whatever and I'm like whatever. Um, but then he played a remembrance and shuffled some stuff back into his deck and I was like, oh wait. <laughs> so I thought mm-hmm. that was interesting. I, I, yeah. Remembrance and viscerai, I think, is just kind of a. I mean, I don't know. I, it's it's interesting. It's fine, I think. Uh, the issue for him specifically is it just came too late. He was already at yeah. like three life or two life, and so he remembers and he like I don't know what he I don't remember what he drew, but he. You know, maybe had a really good hand, but then was forced to block with one or two cards anyway. Mm-hmm. And once Viscera is forced to start blocking, the damage output really goes down. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, so my round one uh, was actually the Prism Mirror, uh, the first of two. Uh, I kind of steamrolled this one. Um, just like, it, it wasn't very interesting, honestly. Like, I. Uh, I by my turn one so i played i played genesis uh on his or maybe it was no i played merciful on his turn one and then on my turn after i drew up um to back to four i played another merciful and a haze bending and i was like well i don't think i could lose this game so uh, i and there's a little bit more about this later but like um, I think there's two plans you could take in the Prism Mirror, and one is you can out-aggro your opponent with Heralds, um, or you could just generate a board state and play the Aura plan and try to out-board state them, I guess, mm-hmm. um, and just kind of like block and then chip back and block and chip back, or just make a bunch of Auras and run them over. Um, but the fun- the funny... So it wasn't a very interesting match, but the pre-match was kind of interesting because the player wanted to set up their deck like mm. kind of like a magic player like up in the corner and then like uh-huh. have their pitch zone like down near their like bottom of the playmat and they're and it was all weird and they told me that they're like hey i just want to let you know to be clear and i was like i don't feel comfortable with that i'm sorry like he's like okay well let's call a judge and then he got like pretty salty about it and then <laughs> i just like i felt really bad but like i won and that's i mean yeah i got a bunch of wars on the board and he couldn't come back um so yeah, uh, let's go to round two. Who did you face, and how did it go? I faced uh, another Viscerai, uh, another okay. victory. Uh, this match went actually a lot better than the first one. Um, I was a little bit worried because he played his Remembrance much earlier in the game before he had to like, you know, start blocking. I think it was a twenty something at that point. Um, but I just managed to uh, string together. Uh, a Terra Thunder turn into a Spinal turn, and like I don't remember exactly, but stuff like that where he's yeah. forced to block or forced to lose cards out of his hand. Um, and he just took so much damage on the way there uh, as he's blocking and discarding and stuff that 
uh, I was just uh, last turn I took nine damage just to hit back really hard, and that was the the end of the game. Yeah, right on. So you were in it. You were in a comfortable like you came out of the gates fast enough, and then at that point when you could turn the corner at the end, you were just in a comfortable enough spot. You just took it to the face. Yeah, I think that's sort of um, the default plan in the matchup. Is you sort of take whatever role the the viscerai gives you. If the viscerai forces mm-hmm. you to like uh, full defense, then you go full defense. If the viscerai gives you some tempo, you swing hammer. If the viscerai just builds up rune chance, you need to uh, try and spend your whole hand dealing as much damage as you can. Uh, you can't just let them get get away with it and just keep building rune chance. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, my round two was uh, actually was against a Katsu, um, which I hadn't faced in a while, but Katsu can be really good into Prism, uh, depending on how you're configured. Like, If you're more aggressive, it can be really hard to, to, to beat it as Prism. Um, it's not like unwinnable, but it's it's more of an uphill battle than like a more mid-rangey Katsu. Um, he uh, got... like. I, I don't know. It's I, I, I know Katsu pretty well and so I, I kinda just like blocked his important on hit triggers and like was able to like time out my auras and stuff and uh there was at the end of the game I think the only like really interesting play um and I don't know if it was correct because we were coming up against time, but like I had an arc light and like two blues and something else in hand. Um and he came in with a Kadachi and he had a card in Arsenal and I was like, well, and he didn't have any other cards in hand. I was like, all right, well, like, I have five health, and so if he razor reflexes me, then, like, I'll go to one, and it's fine. So I just, like, I took I took the damage and played out arc lights, and then untapped. Yeah, did, uh, did he razor reflex? He did. Oh, yeah, he, he did razor reflex. Okay. Yes, exactly. So it was the razor reflex, and I just, I, I, I said no blocks, and he said, okay, razor reflex, and got me down to one. And I said, I don't care. And then on, uh, uh, on the end of his turn, or maybe I just waited till my turn. I just played out Arclight and came in for for some damage, and uh, he, yeah, and and he he lost. Maybe I, I, I did some. I don't know. I I remember somebody telling yeah, me that. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's right. So I thank you. Yes, yeah. You were watching. Great. You finished your game faster than me somehow. Yeah. So I'm I'm just looking at my life totals, and because he was at one. Right. I'm remembering now. So I played out Arclight, and then I attacked with uh, a Herald, and he didn't have enough cards to block because he was at one. So, uh, yeah, we uh, I took that one, and at this point, we were both 2-0, I think. And I was really hoping not to match up against you. Yes, indeed. We were, like, <laughs> sitting next to each other or, like, really close to each other a couple times, and same with our friend uh, Eli as well, who's on Bravo, and I kept looking at you guys like, coming for you <laughs> gonna, gonna all, all you. day i was like two seats down from prisms yeah. just like surrounded by prisms all all around me yeah and i think you dodged into the last round but no spoilers yet yeah uh okay great so round three who'd you play mm-hmm. and how'd it go i played against the dash um there's another one of those matchups where you need to go aggro you can't outlast them mm-hmm. and just uh he got his items out pretty quickly and i wasn't able to keep up i uh, I play Rampart in the matchup. It's just so efficient, blocking multiple mm-hmm. times. Um, but it's not efficient enough. When they get all their items assembled, they do uh, three shots for five each. Mm-hmm. And 
even with optimal blocking, you'd have to spend all four of your cards to full block. And then they can just do it again and eventually fatigue. Yeah. So long as they can draw three blues every turn. Yeah. So how do you, I mean, how do you win? Like, what's your plan into dash? Like, I... You kill them faster. You just kill them faster, yeah. <laughs> I, I think that, like, I used to disagree with you, and I used to think that, like, Oldham was, like, pretty favored into dash because... Um, just because Rampart's so good against the pistol, but also, like, I don't know, after playing the matchup more, I am coming around. And, and I mean, it depends how they're set up, right? Like, if they just, like, if they just boost into you a whole bunch, <laughs> then they're probably going to lose. But, um, yeah. but l like you said, if they can just set up the, some people call it, like, the Exodia combo, then they just pistol you down, and, um, it's pretty tough to get out of. <laughs> Uh, any other interesting notes about your round three? Um, I don't think so. Just one of those games where I wasn't able to race them before right. they got much value out of off pistols. Yeah. Uh, my round three was actually an old hum, which is which is great. Uh, that's what I like. I I came to the to the tournament targeting Phi and Guardian, and uh, I probably should have accounted for Runeblade a little bit more in the mirror, but whatever. Um, and so I finally, finally get my Oldham matchup, and I said, finally, like, this is, give me that. Um, and, I, yeah, nothing to really report. I played Auras, and he, and he couldn't keep up. Yeah, he couldn't keep up. Um, yeah, and okay. he didn't, yeah, he didn't, like, he, he also, like, he didn't see his, like, zealous beltings. I don't know if he was playing Rouse or anything, but, yeah. Um, so it was pretty, uh, pretty easy. Uh, and it felt like a buy. And he's a local player, and he was really nice, and we chatted afterwards, and he's a cool guy. I don't remember his name, but I can find it in the Discord. Um, cool. So, okay, so you're 2-1 uh, at this point. I'm 3-0. Yep. I think uh -huh. I'm the only one of our friend group at this point. Or I think Christian was also 3-0 on Phi. Or maybe he was 2-1, I can't remember. But either way. So mm -hmm. we're all we're all doing... We're all at least X1. So we're all doing pretty well. Um, yep. So round four, how'd it go, and who'd you play? Uh, round four, I paired up against Alexi, which is probably one of Ultim's best matchups. Mm. And to top it off, I just had one of the best anti-Lexi draws of my life. Um, I It was just Spinal into um, Terra Sunder, into Okanold, into uh, Cranial Crush is apparently actually good. I, I In my deck tech <laughs> video, I said that I think it never comes up. Apparently it does come up. If they tried to yeah. set up a big combo turn, you can make them win another turn for it. Yeah, if yeah. they tried to set up a three of a kind or Art of War, oh, you yeah. you basically tell them, nope, you can't do it this turn, you have to wait a bit longer. And then they do, and then you keep hitting them, and they lose more and more life. He was at 23 when I was still at 40. Um, but then he did his big combo turn, I took about 20 damage, I went down to uh, 22. Mm. Um, but from there, he just already blocked with so many cards that his deck was pretty small. He already played like... I think his big combo turn had two Art of War and a Rain Razor, or maybe two Rain Razor yeah. and an Art of War and a three of a kind. Like, he used a lot of his big power cards on that turn. Sure. Um, so he just didn't have that much gas left, and as Guardians do, I was just able to block him out for the rest of the game. Mm -hmm. Did you end up fatiguing him, or did you finish him with damage? Uh, I did fatigue him. It's sort of uh, a weird line about like where whether it is fatigue or damage. Because if you get your opponent pretty low and they have to start blocking your uh, four from hammer, like 
is that fatigue and them running out of cards. It's like you just put them in a position where they can't deal damage to you and eventually they run out of cards. Yeah, and I mean, fatigue is like, it's a term that's borrowed from Hearthstone, I think. Is it's just like yeah. right? You run out of cards, and then your your deck instead of getting a card, you, it starts dealing damage to you instead. Um, and I mean, that's if they're at the point where they're like out of their power cards and are blocking, that's pretty much the same thing. Um, my round. So this was round four. So round yeah, four. my round four was against. Uh, I believe this was the round that I drew. So and this actually screwed me over later. So I played, and it was an excellent game, and my opponent, I have seen around locally, and we had a really good chat, and he's a really cool guy. Um, uh, but we he was on Briar, and I was on Prism, and um, the general consensus is that Prism is, like, its worst matchup is Briar. Um, I don't know if I agree with that, or maybe I'm just lucky. I haven't played it, like, a hundred times, but I've played against Briar maybe I don't know I've played against Briar at least like 10 or 12 or 15 times like a, a, a good amount and I have a reasonable win rate against it but so I you know it was a really really close game there was a lot of back and forth um I tried my best to mitigate his um mitigate his channel mount heroic turns and I saved arc lights and took some damage to play out some things like that um and I I was actually really proud of the way that I played and like I would do things like set up like a Herald in Arsenal or a Wartoon Herald in Arsenal uh, when I had a tunic counter coming up and just block to save myself life and then come back for the efficient attacks and like do all sorts of cool stuff like that. Um, and so mm-hmm. it, it ended up being very close. Um, he very rightly, like he pitched his Channel Mount Heroics early so that they would come up late because he knew that the game was going to go long. Um, and... Uh, they did, and then, yeah, we got to a point where he was on one and I was on two or something like that. Um, both of us had spent all our equipment, and uh, it was at the point where, like, I was attacking because I had, like, a Shimmers and something else on the board, and I, I had a, sp- a Spectral and a Shimmers on the board, and uh, I said, okay, go, and he had two two cards in hand and he came in for seven uh and that was like and i just full blocked and then we drew and i i don't know i think that we played at a reasonable pace i think we probably both could have played faster but like it was just one of those things where it's like i thought i was gonna win and he thought he was gonna win and it also you're apparently not allowed to concede after taking game actions and turns so i couldn't be like hey would you be willing to concede to me or vice versa so yeah, we drew, um, and I was feeling really confident because I'm used to magic where drawing is still worth something. Uh, but more, mm-hmm. more on that later. So I am 3-0-1 at this point. You're 3-1 at this uh, point. 3-1, yeah. Yeah, great. Uh, okay, round five. How'd it go? Uh, round five, I matched up against a Briar. It was sort of a, a weird Briar build. It was the um, explosive growth build, a lot of um, Earth Fuse... Um, a lot, of, a lot of belittle action. Hmm. Uh, still playing Channel Mount Heroic, so there's sort of some uh, nice synergy there. Belittle with Channel Mount, um, but it's still Briar, and I think Autumn is very strong into Briar. The Ice React on their Channel turns are is very strong. Um, Red Staunch is very hmm. strong on their Channel turns. 
And if you can make their channel turns not that good, they just don't have that much else mm-hmm. they can do to you. And so it was sort of a, an interesting game. He did a lot of um, trickery, trickery with like uh, pinging himself with arcane damage to keep uh, creepers around oh, so yeah. that he could use them later. Yeah. Um, the the damage to himself, I don't think really mattered. Like I wasn't pushing to kill him very quickly, mm-hmm. um, but. I think also keeping the creepers around didn't help him that much. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't even remember if he was able to use it a second time, despite keeping it around for multiple turns. But yeah, Briar is uh, has a hard time into Oldham, and yeah. I took advantage of that. Yeah, I I've played a lot of Oldham as well, and I I don't think I've ever lost to a Briar. And like, I mean, I don't know. <laughs> It's just it seems like a bad matchup for 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 Oldham, uh, as it usually or has been for a while. Um, so right on. Um, next round. You? So this was round. This was round five. Okay. So I played a Viserai in round five, um, and a lot of people talk about how Viserai is favored into Prism. Um, I feel like it is, but it's close. And I also like have the good fortune of like um, playing with Archer, another one of our teammates who was on the last episode of this podcast, who's very good at rune blades in general, chain and viscerai. So I've had a lot of practice of like prism into viscerai, and so um, I knew about like the value of creepers and like if you can like block out all the arcane damage and make it go away, it's really valuable and like. You know, uh, if you're if you're playing like I like to keep a couple of arc lights in so that you can arc light their Mordred tides and things like that. So, um, I, I mean, it all kind of went according to plan. I it was a, it was a close game, um, but yeah, I was able to I was able to, to take it, uh, and it was it was pretty cool. I got to do the the merciful retribution kind of cheese win where um, I. Yeah, exactly. So he didn't have any arcane barrier because, uh, like, because he, I mean, I don't. Because why was, would you? Yeah, exactly. Because because why would you? Um, but uh, yeah, it got to a point where I had gotten ahead and I took some damage, um, in order to preserve one of my spectral shields. And then on my turn, I think I made a spectral shield and like attacked, and he blocked. And then he was like, "Okay, like I'm gonna come in with this attack." And I said, "Okay, I think you're dead." And like I just. I pitched, uh, I pitched two blues to to make a spectral shield and uh, play out merciful, um, and so I had like two or three spectrals on board, and he just took a bunch of arcane damage and lost. So, um, yeah, I was very very happy about that. That was a really really good game though. Uh, opponent's name was Billy, um, and I hope to play him again. Play him again at some point. He was he was really great, um, good player, really nice guy, uh, really good beard too. He had a nice big bush on his face. I think I know Billy. I think I've seen him around. Yeah, yeah. He's a he's a local as well. Um I don't remember what his main store is, but uh yeah, he's he's a good guy. Uh would play again. Um okay cool. So yeah we both won round five. Uh you're four one. I'm basically four one, but I'm four oh and one at this point. Yeah. Uh uh okay so round six, the pen ultimate round. Uh what did you play? Uh, I played against uh, Phi. Uh, mm. Phi is one of the matchups I was a little bit worried about. Uh, I but I have a lot of tech into the matchup because of it. I played three three crush the week, uh, two red choke slam. 
um, and they did what they were supposed to do. The the matchup, in my opinion, is one of the m- most interesting matchups for Ultim. Basically, every turn, you have some decisions to make regarding how many cards are you blocking with, how many cards are you attacking with. Mm-hmm. Because unlike a lot of aggro decks, a lot of other aggro decks, um, you can't fatigue Fi. Fi will win the long game against you, at least most of the time. You shouldn't play to fatigue. You can't just block everything every turn in sort of a, sort of a very simple, direct way, the way that you would into Viscera and Briar. And so there's a lot of little decisions to make every turn as to like just how much am I blocking, just how much am I hitting back for. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, I really like playing the matchup. It ended up being very close. Uh, if I remember correctly, I was so I was down to six, and I had uh, Oaken without the fuse, so just a regular seven damage in hand. And I chose to take another three damage down to three uh, to play out this naked Oaken because he was already at one, and I was like, if I can strip uh, three cards out of his hand, like I'm gonna have a very hard time losing from there. Mm-hmm. And that's basically what happened. He had to block. Uh, he had uh, almost nothing left. I think he Arsenal passed uh, mm-hmm. with his last card, which I think is correct. Um, and he just was never able to get tempo again. Yeah. And so, uh, for the viewers at home, why can you not fatigue Fi, and why is it not straightforward to block? Uh, I think part of it is just that Fi's big turns are so big. Uh, spreading flames makes all the attacks bigger. Artivore makes all the attacks bigger, and he sort of always has one more attack because of the Phoenix Flame than any other deck would when they play out uh, something like Art of War. Mm-hmm. And so he really gets to take advantage of these multipliers, and he just has too much damage in his deck for you to fatigue. And on top of that, his weapon is unlike a rune blade weapon it doesn't care about uh you having played an attack and did not attack beforehand mm-hmm. um so sort of on its own it's stronger than rosetta thorn mm-hmm. uh, in isolation and so the fact that it hits for three and then you also have a phoenix flame on top of that uh just off of a two card hand you play an attack pitch to sword get a phoenix flame attack with phoenix flame yeah that's a very reasonable base of a two-card hand and their big turns are so much bigger than that so yeah just in my experience i found that it's really really hard to fatigue fine probably not the correct plan in the matchup yeah i i tend to agree i've played i've played that matchup a little bit and i i think i think that i mean it's i made a joke about this before we started about like it's basically dredge (laughs) but it's and it's not that like but it's like it is like it's the the one damage coming in all the time from Phoenix Flame, and it's like you look at the ability the first time, and you're like, oh, three, like the, you know, and you're an aggressive deck, maybe I don't know, but then it's like, but then it reduces every time, so you're you're basically getting it's it for free or free. one every time, yeah. So it's just like yeah. it's really really hard to 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 it also come out on top of. It also sort of screws up with your ice react, uh, pitching yeah. ice to ultimate ability because they can do it in response, mm-hmm. and then like you're not really getting a real card out of their hand yeah. um you have to be careful with uh when you use that ability because of that yeah absolutely um so yeah there's a lot of like uh, i mean it's i think you rightfully pointed out it's it's really interesting and there's a lot of nuance in that matchup um 
I mean, it, on its face, it's it's straightforward, right? It's like it's beat, you know, an aggro deck versus a control deck, but it's not quite that. Um, my round five was the second Prism Mirror of the okay. day, and or round sure, yeah, or my whatever round we're on now. My round six uh, was the second Prism Mirror of the day, uh, and my like record against Prism at like at either armories or like ProQuest or any sort of events is pretty good. It's like it's like it, at that point, it was like four and zero, oh, and I was like, "Prism beer, it's just like a monkey show. It's like it's fine. It just make a bunch of auras." So I didn't think, but he, so he was on, he was on a more aggressive prism. So he had, uh, he had like phantasmoclasms and um, miraging metamorphs and like things, things or uh, not miraging metamorph. Um, uh, well, I mean, he did have those, but uh, fractal fractal replication as well. Yeah, uh, he had. Uh, he had all of the most aggressive, and he was just very heraldy. Um, and uh, a couple things happened in this matchup. He was way more tech for the mirror than I was. Like he had, like he had a, a really like swoop under you uh, plan. He went, I believe he very went very aggro. Yeah, very very aggro, exactly. And he went second. And at the time, I was like, oh well, that's fine. I get like an arsenal. I get a play aura, whatever. Um, and I did have a really strong aura start. I had, I had Genesis into like a, like a passing Mirage or Pierce or something that didn't matter. Some blue aura that didn't matter. Um, some non haze bending blue aura. And then, uh, he popped my Genesis and I said, okay, fine. And then I drew a Genesis and I was like, tight, I'll play that. And so I actually got up a really strong board state of like two spectrals and like three auras, um, and I took some damage to do this because my thought process was like, well, I'll, I haven't drawn any poppers yet. And I, I had a lot of poppers in my deck. I had like three Celestials, three Command and Conquers. I think I had two, three or some more as well. Um, but uh, I never I never drew them until the last couple of turns of the game when they didn't matter. Um, and so he just kind of like, I was just kind of forced to block here and there. And like, I wasn't really able to like get in for a ton of damage and I had some awkward hands. And so he, and apparently I talked to him afterwards and apparently he played Prism four times that day and he won all of them. And he ended up making top eight as well. I think he was your last round opponent, which we'll get to in a second. Uh, um, was it a people? Uh, P- yeah, I think so. I don't know. Yeah, I think, yeah, yeah. I, think, I think, I think it was Peter. Um, yeah. I didn't end up making top eight. I missed on breakers, and I was. Want to talk about round seven first? Yeah, yeah, I know, but part of part of the, I, I do, but part of the reason I was upset, and all we can get into that more later. But like P- Peter was like, "Oh, pretty sure based on the math, your next round is a winning in if you're X one one." And I said, "Okay, cool." And so because because we were at table two at that point, so we were at like the the almost the top of the standings. Yeah. Um, and so I was very confident going into the next round, which was round seven. Who'd you play? And uh, sorry. <laughs> yeah, how did it go? Yeah, so I played a uh, prison player, uh, Peter, uh, very heraldy uh, prison player, uh, which is great for me. Um, mm-hmm. The thing that Alden struggles against with prism is not the heralds; it's the auras. Mm-hmm. And uh, he told me after the game he actually did play a good amount of auras, he just didn't draw them early. Oh, yeah. And so, and so I was able to uh, attack him a lot and uh, get a lot of damage through. And uh, at the very end, he was down to one life, and I drew my 
Uh, he had to full block the previous turn uh, to survive, and I, with my full hand, drew my red Matra Grande. I played it out. Uh, was just hoping he didn't have a, a soul shield. Mm. He did have a soul shield. Uh, but with soul shield blocking for six, and I think a spectral shield for one, and he paid to... Uh, no, he didn't have resources to pay for footsteps. Mm. But he paid to play out um, Parable of Humility to like reduce one damage, and he blocked with Tunic, and it was almost there, but one damage still leaked through, and that was enough to uh, clinch the win there. Yeah. Uh, okay, cool. So you, but you, you beat him in a... I did um, beat him, yeah. yeah. My, so, my, my one in 10 uh, Prism win. I got yeah. it. I got it here. Right. Nice. Okay, so that's great. Um, so you were six and one at this point, so which was locked for top eight. And so yeah. uh, I also, I remember seeing, like, our friends saw the red Macho Grande, and I, like, I walked over after my match, which I'll talk about in a second, and Eli, uh, another one of our friends who made top eight, who wasn't able to be with us tonight, uh, but he, he like, he saw me, and he whispered, he's like, Red Macho Grande, Red Macho Grande. I was like, oh, Red Macho Grande. And it was like, it was just like a, a thing. And like Peter on the other side was just like in the tank, like trying to figure this out. And it's like, and it ended up winning you the game, which was awesome. And it was, it was like a fun, like it was fun to come over and yeah. I was like, Red Macho Grande. And it's just like, oh. yeah, it's, it's the card that like no one believes in, but yeah. I really think it's almost necessary in all of him these days. Yeah. I mean, seven for 10 dominate is like, that's fine it's fine right and especially yeah, if you have if you with tunic too it's two blues for 10 damage like, yeah it's great although in the prison matchup you probably don't want to tunic it because they can respond with arc light sentinel ah, so you really don't want to give them priority <laughs> good point good point that's what yeah. i would do if if a, if a if a guardian player and this is something i learned in the starva meta starva meta if they if they if they tunic first you go arc light sentinel yeah. um yeah so okay, so you won. You're locked for top eight. My last round was a guardian as well. I I won, which is great because that's what I came to do. Um, this one was actually a lot closer than our old match though. So Bra Bravo, I think, has a significantly higher chance to beat Prism than than yeah, Ultima does. Um, it was close though. Um, I uh, cl close in the sense that like I was actually kind of worried for a second. Um, and then I was just able to, like, I, I took a lot of damage in the beginning because he went first. He won the die roll. He went first. And then on turn one, he showtimed for a uh, for Overize. Yep. And he, so he heaved it into his arsenal. Um, and then uh, he, I mean, the next turn, he also, like, played Terra Sunder and then played, like, it was like, because he, he made, like, how did the, how did this work out? So he made a surge. He played Showtime, heaved it, yeah. and then yeah. the next turn he yeah. So he the surge broke, so it was nine. Oh, and, blue and, oh, and drew, under, and then two blues for the yeah. Right, and that he, worked. And he drew, and he also drew from uh, he drew a card from Showtime as well. Oh so, yeah, yeah. So yeah. so he was definitely able to pay for it. So he was coming in for fifteen, and I and I I think I just took the like. I was looking at my hand and I was like, I gotta choose what I discard. So like, maybe I just take the fifteen. So I did, and um, I like I don't remember what I did on the next turn. I I think I just like dropped a blue aura and passed. Um, and it was it was it was kind of touch and go for a second because uh, he he just kept coming in with big attacks. But then there was just like a turn where I was able to like block some damage, or he he just like came in for Anathos four or something. So I blocked that. 
and then I played out an aura, and then the next turn I played an aura, and then like when I doubled aura, double aura, it was like really easy for me to win. Um, and yeah, that's how the matchup goes. But it was he he played very very well, and uh, I it was very close. Yeah. Um, we, we we say that uh, Prism meets up Guardians for a reason. Like even with that like really insane turn two, yeah, uh, you were still able to claw it back. I mean, yeah, exactly. And I mean, like that's it's also just the the turn one pulverize is like powerful, but I like. I think it's a little overstated because you and I mean Terra Sunder pulverize is like absurd, right? Like that's that's a thing, but um, I I think it's a bit overstated um, just because on turn one, like it's a lot easier for somebody to say okay, like I'll take fourteen and just like and like continue with their game plan and just plan around like like it's still good, but it's it, it doesn't just like win you the game on turn one. So I I don't know like yeah. I think part of what makes it powerful is the fact that it's a thing you can do in turn zero on the play mm-hmm. that doesn't let your opponent filter their hand and still does yes, advance yeah, your that's game. that's true. Play. That's true. That That is a big part of it, I think, is, is not letting your opponent filter your hand, which, I mean, that was, like, I was, like, sitting there with, like, oh, yeah, like, I can block with this and, like, do a thing, but no, I didn't get that chance, so. Um, okay, so that was all the Swiss rounds. I'm five, one, and one. You're five and, or you're six and one. Um, our friend Eli was five and two. Um, they called the top eight. I did not make the cuts. Um, I won't go into it. Like, I, I, like, I don't know. I got really upset because I thought that I was locked and like, I, yeah, I don't know. Everybody probably thought I was a dick, but like, I, a lot of, a a lot of people that, that knew me or were like locals came up and like said, oh, like you still did great today. Like, sorry, man. And like, they were like really nice. And so I appreciated that. We have a really good like local community. Um, but I was also stoked for you and Eli, um, who did make top eight. So you locked in for top eight, and then Eli was the. I think eight. there was, yeah. It but was, was there was there was there a second five two or no? There were several five twos, right? Because no, I think maybe fifth through eight were all five two. Okay, yeah. So so there were yeah. So he was he was like the very like very Just edge of the bubble, early. yeah, and he made it yeah. in. Um, but that's great. I mean, yeah, he played well all day, and and uh, I think the only, like the the his second loss was to the undefeated, uh, this player, um, who actually ended up taking down the tournament. So do you want to talk quickly about your? I mean, or or at length, I don't care. You want to talk about your top eight match? How did it go? Who'd you play? Yeah, so I played the same prison player, um, and I made a, a big mistake in thinking that he just didn't have many auras. Mm-hmm. Uh, to be clear, when I was saying earlier that we talked after the match, I meant after the top eight match. We <laughs> talked about what Zek was like. Right. Uh, so I thought he was just like a very heraldy build, not a lot of auras. Mm-hmm. And I thought to myself, okay, I can actually pivot. I don't have to race him. This is top eight. There's no time limit. I can take as long as I need. I can hammer an aura every turn, and he will run out, and I'll be fine. Uh, turns out that's not how that works. Turns out he still played enough auras that that was a bad plan and i remember specifically there was a turn where like i was at 15 ish he was at 15 ish and he had played out a parable of humility and i had a four card hand that could it wasn't a very good hand it was like uh attack for eight which would become seven because of parable of humility Mm -hmm. um and i decided 
I'm just going to hammer this aura because this is my game plan. This is what I decide I'm doing for this match. And I think that was just the beginning of uh, falling farther and farther behind. Um, Parable of Humility is just not that powerful of an aura. It's, it, I think pushing seven damage would have been a much stronger play there. Mm-hmm. And just like pressuring his life total, forcing him to pick between playing an aura and mm-hmm. uh, defending himself. Um, but I misidentified that and he built up auras and I didn't get in any damage from there on and he just poked oh. me down until I died. Yeah, that's wild. How different too, right? Like, you just, like uh, game, you know, the first game you guys played. Um, yeah. Just... Yeah, because I decided to play different, right? I, yeah. I decided to go with a different game plan because I thought I mm-hmm. identified something different about his deck. But I was just wrong about that. I only saw half his deck and i saw the weaker half that i that i could beat right um, yeah, yeah, yeah. i don't know if i could have won if i had just stayed aggro um but i definitely would have had a much better chance like from that point on i think i really lowered my chances to win by hammering parable of humility and i feel really bad about it because i think if i had won that match and then mashed up against that viscera player i probably was the most likely deck in the top eight to mm-hmm. beat Viserai, given that yeah. I'm playing old him. Yeah, and if I can win that and get in the finals against that Prism player that made it to the finals, maybe I can lose to him <laughs> and then Prism LLs. Yeah, I but mean, you I know, couldn't d- do it. Top two still gets a PTI, right? So, yeah, that would have also been pretty cool to get yeah. a PTI. But mainly was for Prism LLing that I won. <laughs> right, right, that. right, right. Uh man, yeah. So really, you're the reason Prism doesn't have those last two points. It is my fault. Yeah. Yes. For sure. Yeah. God damn it! Um, I'm happy. I, I'm happy to play Prism for another season. I I don't know. Somebody somebody pointed out on Twitter that uh, one of the um, I think it was one of our like local. I don't know if he's local or if he just plays at the Fable Hobby like online league. But Tyler Tyler Broughton that uh, he posted that um, uh, somebody like someone. Some, yeah, somebody they miscounted, and like somebody that was listed as on Starvo was on Prism. Mm-hmm. That seems like a weird clerical error, but I mean, I don't know. Um, so that'll get resolved eventually. I made a really funny TikTok about it. All of you should go find it. Um, but uh, um, yeah, I mean, I think uh, I think that. It was a good day, either way. Like, I had a lot of fun. I had a great time. Um, Played a lot of Flesh and Blood and had a lot of really great games. Um, What about you? And what are your, uh, you know, what are your thoughts on on a couple of things? So one, how's the meta going to be going forward? Like, let's assume, let's assume Prism, like, gets, like, does, is is LL going forward. Is LL. Yeah. Um, And then... uh, what would you have, or what what will you do, like going forward, uh, assuming that, and also just your any other general thoughts on on either either this meta or the next meta or whatever. Hmm. So if Prism LLs, um, obviously Guardians get stronger, and if Guardians get stronger, I think there's multiple decks that can uh, sort of target them. Dash mm-hmm. is pretty good into Guardians. Icelander is pretty good into Guardians. Dromai, well, Dromai's decent into Ultim. I don't know if Dromai's great into Bravo because mm-hmm. Bravo plays way more uh, Phantasm Poppers. Yeah. Um, but I feel like 
in flesh and blood in my mind the the three big archetypes are uh aggro defense and value um where obviously aggro you know you're trying to kill your opponent defense is something like ult him trying to not take too much damage until your opponent runs out of powerful things and then value is stuff like uh, prism where you play something that gives you more stuff later on Nash items are also a good example of that and there's sort of the rock paper scissors there and how they uh, match up against each other and so I think in the new meta assuming prism LLs uh, Bravo is probably like sort of the de facto good strong deck and then as people adjust to that um, he will get targeted more and then whatever's targeting him will become the best deck yeah. I think probably most likely Dash. I think Dash has the best chance of being well positioned in the new meta. Yeah. So what if uh, but we'll... what if Prism didn't LL? Do you think that Dash is still a solid pick into this meta? Yeah, I think so. Dash, uh, from what I've seen, has a pretty good uh, Prism matchup. The fact that you can just shoot a pistol for two at whatever aura they play is mm-hmm. just solid value, basically. Um, you compare that to like what Guardians do, where they have to pitch a blue and like their whole action point on it. Yeah. Uh, their one thing for a turn is popping an aura, and then dash on the other hand, like boost, boost, uh, spend a steam counter to pop an aura. It's yeah. like night and day. Yeah. 100%. Um, and dash can uh, try and race the aggro decks with uh, a boost sideboard plan, and can try to outlast the Guardians with a pistol plan. And I think. I don't exactly know how she plays into Prism, but I know Dash is just solid into Prism. Yeah. So I think Dash has a good chance of being a good pick in the new meta. Yeah, I'm, I am I don't know how Dash plays in Defy, um, but, I mean, if that's, like, your only, like, really bad matchup, that might not be so bad. But, like, yeah, I'm, I don't know. I'm really curious. I'm really curious about how the meta is going forward. I, if people complain about this meta but they complain about every meta. So I really like this meta personally. I think there's a lot of viable decks. Um, like, I mean, like... Yeah, I've playing Rhinar. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I think Rhinar is actually, like... Uh, I think Rhinar was a fine choice for this weekend. I almost, almost did it. And uh, I don't regret... You regret it? I do not bring, regret bringing Prism. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> um, I Yeah, I was just like... I, I mean, I decided this too the Wednesday before where it's like we were at... We were at your house with all like all the dudes, and we were testing, and all the was, dudes, all the dudes, yeah, all the the team Galaxy Spring guys, and like yeah, uh, like yeah, Archer, Carl, Eli, like all the, and like everybody was like, look, like everybody's gonna jump on Guardian, and like Fi is gonna get pushed out a little bit, and like you should and just what play, Guardians. yeah, you should just play Prism. Um, I like yeah, and so you have rep. Yeah, exactly, and I have a lot of reps on it, and so like I, I'm, I'm really happy with my. I even though I did get a little salty about the top eight situation, I, I am really happy with my record, and I think I played really well. And like if I had played like a little bit faster, I probably could have gotten six one, um, but like say la vie. Yeah. Um, I think yeah. like if I had gotten the exact same matchups, because uh, if I had gotten the exact same matchups as Reinar, I it would have been harder. <laughs> Um, yeah, I, I, think, I got. I think Sorry, I, I, I think I would have been. I I think that like my matchups that I just steamrolled would have been a little closer. But I think 
I think I could have gotten there. I think it would have just been different. But I, I, I don't know. I'll bring I'll bring Reinar to a competitive event at some point. But it just wasn't it just wasn't the time. Mm-hmm. What were you gonna say? Yeah, I, I was gonna say that I got super lucky with my matchups. I saw, let, let's count up. I saw two Viserys, um, one Briar, one Fi, one Lexi, mm. Dash, and only one Prism. Uh, and, yeah. you know, as I said, like, Dash is sort of um, archetypically good into Guardians, but mm-hmm. I think with this uh, aggro sideboard plan that I have, it's actually pretty close. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe even Ultim favored, but I, I'm not confident enough to say that. Yeah. Um, I mean, and the depends, fact that only... it depends on if the Dash, like, if they run, like, unmovables and, like, sinks and stuff, it might be a little harder. Yeah, the more D-Reacts they run, the harder the matchup mm-hmm. gets for Ultim. Um. Yeah, and I saw only one prism in Swiss, and that prism was on a Herald build, which really helped me uh, be able to win that game. So I think uh, if I if my matchups were a little bit different, I probably don't make top eight, and I just got lucky in how I um, navigated my way through the pairings. Yeah, I mean, well, <laughs> how you know? <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I mean, like. Luck is where uh, preparation and opportunity meet, and I mean, like the thing too is like I think that the like the the matchup lottery is another kind of overstated thing about this meta too, where um, people are like, oh, it's just a matchup lottery, but like okay, like the most represented deck, even like even when Fi, like even with Stubby's Fi, and everybody's like on that deck, it's like the most represented that was according to the LSS data, and so maybe it's skewed based on whatever, but like the results that they reported were that the most people that were on five was 14 percent and so 14 percent. that's that's like so out of out of 80 something people what is that like like to 12 no, 12 something like that uh maybe like 10 yeah it's like 10 to 12 people and it's like so like you have a one in eight chance of facing five or 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 in this case like there were a bunch of people on prism you have a one in eight chance of facing prism and in seven in seven rounds uh you face them once well in eight rounds you face them twice because top eight <laughs> but this has been a pattern for me for whatever reason i like i remember there was uh i think two pro quests i went to i faced the same prison player last round of swiss and first round of uh Oof. top eight yeah it's rough yeah but and this was the first time that i won even one of those games <laughs> <laughs> yeah well hey it's one in ten right um, one in ten yeah but yeah Something like that um, I mean, but yeah, l- I mean, luck, luck is where skill and preparation cross paths. Uh, they cross paths. You made top eight. You walked off with a glorious stack of 125 bucks or whatever. And yeah, fancy schmancy playmat. Oh, yeah. Show us. Like, yeah, do a little flex on the. Ooh, that is actually kind of a sexy playmat. It's um, a pretty good playmat. Yeah, the Centauri Saber. Yeah, no, that's a great, uh, it's a great playmat. And definitely, I, you know, I kind of wish that they came up with a playmax playmat that was actually the card flex but like <laughs> just like flexing on people yeah uh, the um, art is not iconic enough you, you can't yeah, uh, make that's that true, that's true that's it. true yeah maybe that could be like an armory prize or something um that'd be cool yeah yeah um okay well i think that's it for today um Nitan, thanks for joining us again i'm sure you will be on the podcast again at some point i will uh, return we love having you uh for those of you watching at home if you haven't seen it yet uh, you can go and see the greatest deck tech of all time uh, on YouTube. Uh, 
but uh, really, it is a really informative. Uh, it's a little bit longer. Um, it's great for new players, old players. Uh, you know, anybody who just wants to get like that extra little bit of spice uh, if in their Oldham list. Um, Natan talks about his two-time top eight Oldham list, and I believe you took the refined list that's in that YouTube description uh, to maybe with a couple of changes. Yeah, with a few changes. Um, I think the main thing I changed was I. Uh, added blue staunch response to edge for the guardian matchup, but the list is very similar. And like, also, I think really you shouldn't try to like copy my list card for card. Part of the choices I make is based on who I'm expecting to face, and your local meta is going to be different than mine. Yeah, and I mean that's just I think that's just generally good advice for any any deck that you copy paste yeah. is just take a look at it and make tech decisions based on what you think is going to be your local meta. But but, either- but if you Oh, go ahead. If you win with it, I, I will happily take credit for uh, my <laughs> lip getting whatever achievement you got. But either either way, it's a great video. Go check it out. Um, it's on our YouTube channel. If you're watching this, you know where to find it. Um, but yeah, thank you guys so much. And uh, it's on. I'll talk to you later. And everybody else, have a great night. Uh, this Thanks was the Enlightened Mike podcast, episode four or maybe five. Who knows? I'm Tim. Four. That's Natan. All right, guys, we're doing man on the street today, so say hi. Hey, Tim. No, we're we're going to... We drove here in Eli's mobile. Natan woke up exactly at the time we came to pick him up. I drove here in fucking $500 shoes. Are you wearing $500 shoes? Are you wearing $500 shoes? Yeah. Dude. Those shoes are pretty fucking lit, though, so that's strong. Uh, we're here at the uh, convention center uh, or hotel lobby or whatever. Uh, but place flesh blood. I'm on Prism. I know one of my boys is on Prism. Uh, we got some young Guardian. We got somebody on uh, Bravo as well. So we're got a diverse field full of uh, good decks. Um, yeah, let's get it. How are you feeling about your matchups right now? I'm a little nervous. I think I have a good chance to. Oh wait, hold on. Hold on, hold on. You're, you're nervous and you have a good chance into Viscera. Okay, yeah, uh, good chance into Briar, yeah. good chance into Icelander and Drillby, but I'm very afraid of Prism, obviously, and Bravo is pretty scary and Fire is pretty scary. You just dodged Prism, right? Yeah, yeah, that's the plan. Easy. Nick, what are you playing? I'm playing Drillby. Hell yeah. yeah. Are you feeling good? No. <laughs> Tight. Yeah. The old pitch stack. The, the pitch stack from Oak Infuse? Like three Oak Infuse. So, did you like just recently buy that mouse box? Or like, did you buy the mouse so that you could get your I got the mouse because I have wrist problems. Okay. Um, and then I wanted to like put my deck in here a long time ago, like when pro quests were happening. Oh, yeah. But I. It didn't fit. Like, I think it's because I didn't have like the same hard cases that I talked about. So things like were wobbly, stuff you, like that. You want to show show the audience here? Yeah. I'm, I, I'm recording without you knowing, so that's great. Yeah, so yeah, look at how perfect. Yeah, it's beautiful. Uh, deck, nine pieces of equipment, hero card, dice and tokens. That's honestly, okay, that's like a lot better than a lot of like fancy ones that have like pull out dice trays and stuff. This will not work if I had one more piece of equipment. <laughs> but as is, it's perfect. <laughs>
yeah, so it's it's a sign, honestly. Yeah. All right, this is video content. Yeah. What are you at? What's your record? Five and one. You've dodged Prism so far. Prism every so round. far. So far. What about you? Where are you at? What's your What's your record? Three three. That's okay. You're gonna make top thirty-two. Get that exp. Hold on, hold on. Red Macho Grande boys. I think I got it by exactly one. Would you show me the Let me check just to make sure. Tim, are you fighting? Nice job. I almost blocked the other way. Tom, did you just fucking beat Prism? What the fuck? I got Prism. What's your record? That's what I was thinking. He's like, if I leave two shields there. Oh, Tom, what's your what's your record right now? Uh, six and one. Oh my God! Somebody's locked for top eight. That's on top eight.